Hello everyone, I'm Annie Gibbons and you're listening to Memoirs of Successful Women, the podcast where you get to hear candid conversations with fascinating women from around the globe who share aspects of their business and life journey, how they measure their success and what they have learnt along the way. Well, hello and welcome to Memoirs of Successful Women. Today, I would love to introduce you to Dr. Isabel Hunsinger, who is a functional integrative medical doctor from the US and is now living in gorgeous New Zealand. We're going to be talking about all things mental health. And so if you are struggling, as many people globally are struggling with anxiety and depression, uh, Dr. Isabel is going to speak at it from a personal perspective and her journey and met, living with mental health issues and also her expertise as a medical doctor in this area. So let's not say any more. Welcome to the program <laughs> and put it over to you, Dr. Isabel. Hi, Annie. <laughs> <laughs> I got my yellow shirt on because I'm so happy to be here with you. Oh. It is such a happy colour. And um, I was telling Dr. Isabel, for those of you who are watching on YouTube, not just the audio, she has just one of my favourite colours behind her, which is like my magnolia pink, crimsony, gorgeous colour, which is just so deep and warm and rich. And it's also complemented in your beautiful necklace. So you're a woman of beautiful colour, which shows me that you have a lot of, you have a lot of joy a lot of joy in your heart, which is going to be a really great compliment to the conversation. How does someone with so much energy and joy and vibrancy, which you you have, uh, then specialize in areas of mental health and anxiety and depression? So where will we even start? How about you tell the listeners pretty much, you know, what does your day-to-day look like? What does Dr. Isabel do and what are you passionate about? What do I do? Well, first, I want to let the listeners and the the here and the watchers know that this material, this is just a piece of material that I got at the fabric store. My husband, I said, babe, I love that color. And he said, let's use it as your backdrop because we're not going to paint the wall that color (laughs) or wallpaper it. So maybe next time when I see you, we'll have a different print. Hey, mix it up. I love that. (laughs) Um, So what does my day look like? Um, Well, I wake up. And I, I'm a Christian and I follow Jesus. I think Jesus is like the best example of how to be here on earth. So I've got my room where I have my cup of green tea and um, peppermint tea. I make my husband his coffee. And then I go into my, I call it my war room. And in my war room, I read positive things to get this ready for the day. So I get my, I, I, I have learned to become the boss of my brain yeah. and learn, you know, like, who am I? What am I doing here on earth? And I just get ready for the day. Cause if I've got this ready, then I'm good to go. Yeah. Cause you know, life happens and we all get punched down. And like today I just woke up a little sensitive. If you know, you know, those mornings when you wake up just a little, I don't know, just not as strong. And so I actually pulled out this thing that I read called the word for today. And I have it in the kitchen that I've been going back to, to listen to, to refresh my memory. Okay. That's, that's who I am. That's what I'm doing. And then I get, I go ahead and work out. I just, you know, do something. I definitely do a hundred. I know you're going to think I'm crazy, but I just, I do a hundred squats Monday through Friday. 
Awesome. <laughs> you have buns of steel, sister. <laughs> <laughs> well, the reason I do it is, I mean, my husband likes that part, but it's also because if we've got strong legs, we got strong brain. And that comes from one of my mentors, Dr. Daniel Amen, who's written so many books. And so if you've got strong, strong legs, you've got strong brain. And then I'll do something like Monday through Friday, I'll do some, you know, uh, strength training. I definitely go for a walk when it's not windy like it is today for about a half an hour or an hour. And then I'll eat breakfast. And then I just start doing all my social media today stuff. Like today I've podcasted before and now I'm podcasting with you. And then this afternoon, I'm going to go for a little break with my husband. And then I'm still working as a conventional doctor in the urgent care center for a little bit for about 20 hours a week. So I'll go in there um, and work about four hours. And then I come home and go to sleep and wake (laughs) up and do it again. I love that. I love the way you're so focused on what you spent your time just sharing for your introduction isn't necessarily about the amazing work that you do, which you obviously do give out incredibly on with your knowledge and skills and, and expertise in your clinician role. But it actually is a lot about centering you, you know, valuing what you value and making sure that that is um, that fuels your day. And so uh, I'm a big fan of those morning affirmations and just really getting yourself focused focused on the positive because it's so easy right to just roll out of bed and go oh another day and then get into the grind and then it distorts your mental head space right it it really does have a massive impact Uh, and I also love your uh, commitment to health and wellness because I'm a big fitness fan myself and so I know a lot of people will say they don't have time right they don't have time for that. Wow, wow. <laughs> but when you do it, you go, oh my gosh, there's so much value. You can't imagine not doing it, right? Because it, right. it really does. Yeah. So how do you how do you um use that health and wellness? You know, that how do you use that to make you better as a clinician? How does it how does it change you? You know, so you want to have a good, you know, healthy body, you're nice and slim and tight and all those good things. But how does that actually Thank you. Affect, <laughs> affect your role? Then when you go to work for your still 20 hours a week, you know, in that sort of paid work role, I suppose. Right. How does that, you know, when you arrive at work, what's the difference to those, you know, at other stages of your life when you weren't as healthier as well in your own self right um well i i just i have love for my patients like if i if you know if you don't have love for yourself how can you possibly have love for other people and so it just i i've had to work at it to learn how to you know just love people for where they're at and so i just walk in and i you know I can tell that people are happy I'm there because they're like, yay, Isabel's here. <laughs> so I'm like, yay. But you know, you have to keep your mind ready. Like, okay, I'm going into a war zone because emergency medicine is not, urgent care is not, it's it's ugly out there. People are really, really in a, in a tough place. Yeah. People are overweight, they're hurting, they're not thinking correctly. And you know, me as a doctor, a functional medical doctor, I know how to help them, but they're not there for that. You know, they're just, they just want to get taken care of for yeah. that, per, for that thing. And, 
you know, I mean, I could easily say, oh, come on, you know what to do. You, you know, how many people, but the, I don't have that anymore. I have, I love you. I'm here to help you out. And so it's just love for people as much as hard as that is sometimes. And you know yeah. that it's difficult to love everybody, yeah. <laughs> but I do my best. So that's what happens because I focus myself in the morning and I take good care of myself. But if I was eating junk, and yes. drinking junk and thinking junk, I'd be junk. Yeah. You know, and I, I don't want to be like that for people. I want to be, I want to be there to help people through, through life. Yeah. You, yeah. You, you're choosing intentionally to show up as your best self, right? And that, that's exactly, the that's the difference. People will then go, oh my gosh, I'm sure you get this all the time. How do you get so much energy? How are you so positive? It's kind of like you do intentional things to make sure that when you wake up and you're having an off day, whatever, you can still you know, that's normal. It's actually normal. No one's buzzing the whole time. Uh, but also you make deliberate choices on how to set yourself up. Absolutely. And one thing I just wanted to say is, um, you know, I just slap a smile on my face as much as I can. And sooner or later, my body catches up, you know, because you can't. That's just the way I feel is, OK, I'm, I'm not having a good day, but I'm going to still smile anyway because people need smiles. You know, yeah. and sooner or later, my body will say, okay, she is happy. So come on, wake up, be happy. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Let your body, you know, that's right. It'll catch up. Don't worry. By the time. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. It's a bit like sex, right? Isn't it? You know, people who aren't having sex as much often the prescription is just have sex anyway. And then you'll start, you know, connecting. I'm assuming it was with the right person. Uh, it'll, yeah. you, you'll get your groove back. That's right. You'll be happy. <laughs> exactly. I, I love what you said before too, um, which I resonate strongly with, which is that, you know, as an expert, as a clinician or an expert in anyone's area listening in, it's very easy to go what this person needs is xyz whereas mm. you then went and said i've changed now you know so it shows that that's actually an evolution that many of us it takes a long time to learn that 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 person coming in particularly if you're in an uh, emergency situation a trauma they actually just want the immediate fix they don't want the long-term health plan um, and criticism of all the things they're not doing right they actually just no. go save my life help me at this moment of pain um, and then be given love um, unconditional love and support, uh, which is really different, isn't it? Because and, and so what have you noticed since you've changed your the way you or not necessarily changed, but evolved the, the importance of approaching people that way over your career? Uh, it's just been all positive. There's there's no negative. You know, people it's, people are just um, they're attracted to me. Yeah. Like th this urgent care that I work in. Um, like mothers will go, oh, yes, Dr. Isabel's here. We get you again. I mean, that tells me, yeah. yay. It's not like, oh, no, not this doctor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, I still get like 10% of the 10. Look, the research shows 10% of people won't like you. So, you know, some people won't like me. That's just the way it is. And yeah. um, I have noticed that 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 is the true number. It's about 10%. And so that's okay. Uh, I just feel like I'm a better, just a better doctor. And gosh, it's been hard work. I mean, I've been a medical doctor now for 31 years. I, I didn't grow up to be like this. This is not how I was. This has been process, you know, baby steps. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm all about the baby steps. I so know this- you are. It's <laughs> cra- that's why I love you. So I got a girl crush on you. And I'm telling you this because I loved when I was watching the video and you were talking about, you know, you got two sets of twins and then a- another child. But I wanted to be a businesswoman. And I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do it. And you did the baby steps. And that's what it's all about for all of us in all parts of our lives. Marriage, health mental health, all baby steps. So many baby steps. It's commitment to the baby (laughs) steps, right? It's commitment to look at you. You're committing to your squats every day. You're committing to, you know, going in and having your your Jesus time, your affirmation time. You're getting your self-centered time, your gratitude in there. They're all... They're all baby steps of good habits, right? So uh, I totally love that. Let's talk mental health then. So I know you have a real heart for anxiety and depression and what people are struggling. And I know you've had your own journey through medical school and other times. So how do you help people, I suppose? If, if I walked into your clinic today and went, you know, Dr. Isabel, <laughs> COVID sucks. You know, I've been in isolation now. I'm in Sydney, Australia for like eight weeks. You know, there's tension, there's worry, there's concern. I've got anxiety. I feel like I can't breathe properly. Sometimes I just feel like I've just got, you know, palpitations even. Uh, You know, how do you approach that? I'm assuming that, you know, this is a very common scenario with people who are struggling in this way today. How do you, how do you manage that? Um, When people come and see me, you know, through telemedicine, specifically as functional medicine doctor, um, then I just, I just, you know, from my personal journey, um, I've learned that there's actually 14 areas that aren't really touched on in conventional medicine. And so I go through those, those areas and just try and figure out, okay, what do we need to focus on? You know, what, how do we, how do we help you get better? And it's not always in a one visit, it's, it's a process and it's time. And, but the key is, is that they learn how to think clearly and have everlasting happiness because they know what to do to stay away from that buffet. And that's what happened with my, with my journey. And, you know, so that's what I do is I just go through through those in my mind and I go, okay, so that doesn't pertain, you know, all 14 don't always pertain to people. You know, it might be just one or two areas or it might be five areas, but you know, you have to, you have to incorporate what's the big picture. What, what's putting this person's picture together to bring them about with anxiety and depression. Hmm. How did you respond when this actually happened to you? You know, you're, you come across as a very (sighs) person. Were you just like hit by a truck going, I don't know what's happening or I am aware and why is this happening to me? Or I know exactly why this is happening because I'm overwhelmed, (laughs) you know, like, Oh, I wish I would have known that to avoid the whole thing. I had, um, I had been dealing with anxiety and depression because of my family, which I'll talk about in just a little bit, but I had always for about 20 years, I had been, I knew how to stay away from anxiety and depression. You know, I knew how to stay away from that and not eat at that buffet. But then what happened in, in 2013, I was really unhappy practicing conventional medicine here in New Zealand. I thought moving to New Zealand in 2000 with my husband and my two daughters was going to help me do the right medicine, you know, help people get strong and help. However, that's not the case here in New Zealand. We still have, we don't have healthcare. We've got disease management. Mm. 
we don't have healthcare, we've got disease management. And I got so fed up of just seeing people and giving them pills and just seeing you in three months. And that's that to me as a functional medicine doctor in training, I knew that that wasn't the way it was. So my heart was like, okay, knock, knock, knock. Are you going to listen to me again? So my husband and I sat down and we decided in 2013 to start our business, Doctor on a Mission, to help people prevent and reverse disease and give them hope. So here I am in 2013, I'm a medical doctor, I'm a wife, I'm a mother, I'm a daughter, and now I'm a new entrepreneur online. Holy moly, I did not learn this in medical school. <laughs> How do I do this? And so I did that for a year and I was also 53. Yeah. And I, uh, a year later, I remember I became so overwhelmed and so anxious and so helpless that when I start experiencing anxiety, um, I, I don't sleep. I just like, I'm awake. So what had happened was I would go to sleep for about two hours and then I'd be awake for the rest of the, the night. Has that ever happened to you? Oh, so exhausting. Yes, it has. Yes, it has. Oh, that's that, that's... If you just spend, you then become anxious about the not sleeping. <laughs> So you, it's, it drives you crazy. And the light, the night is a very long time. <laughs> long time, especially when you got your husband sleeping. Oh, yes, you know? like a baby next to you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what had happened was I went, I, I went through 17 nights of only sleeping two, maybe three hours a night. Gosh, that's burnout. <laughs> that, that was torture. And by the end of that time, I just, I tried to take my life twice in three days. Oh my gosh. Wow. And by the grace of God, that plan was interrupted. And, um, and so my husband took me to the doctor and the doctor said, you're too much, you know, this is too big. You've got to see a psychiatrist. And at the time, a psychiatrist, a, a medical doctor seeing a psychiatrist, holy moly, I'm thinking I'm going to lose my medical license. I'll never be able to do what I've wanted to do all my life, practice medicine. But I totally surrendered. And the psychiatrist said, Isabel, you need to take this medicine to sleep and you need to take this antidepressant for the rest of your life. And at that point in my life, I was very obedient about that. But I, in, deep down inside, I thought to myself, hmm, we'll see about that. Yeah, the rest yeah. of you are really big. Uh, <laughs> yeah, especially if I'm going to live to be 100 years strong and healthy and toned and joyful and serving people. Come on, that's, that's right. a long time. Well. So I... I, I took the medication, but what ended up was I, I went on a five-year journey and I spent a lot of money learning new ways to overcome anxiety and depression. I also made a lot of painful mistakes, but the key is now I'm off the antidepressants. I'm seven years out from that journey. Um, I'm peaceful. I'm joyful. And I've learned how to help people from my mess. You know, my mess has become my message so that people don't feel so ashamed of having anxiety and depression. It's really all about learning that your brain is an organ, just yeah. like your heart is an organ, just like your kidneys are an organ, just like your gut is an organ. And we need to nourish it and take good care of it. And conventional medicine does not do a good job of that. <laughs> so I just teach people to stop with this mental illness talk and start talking about brain health, 
We just got to talk about brain health and teach you how to take better care of your brain. That's it. That's all I do. And that's why I am who I am right now, because I've learned how to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Even just saying the words, you know, brain health, right? Instead of mental illness, it, that's just a shift in that's such a mindset shift you know for people who rather than focus on the illness and what is wrong with me and why now I have to take drugs and now I'm struggling and you know everyone else seems amazing it's just this spiral right into negative and overwhelm and seriously life-threatening consequences and thank you for sharing so honestly but terrifying right you know um because you're in a very very dangerous scary space to be to be thinking on that level right and I've interviewed a, a number of women who have and you know it's 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 not as if it's it's taken lightly. It's 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 a hugely scary place to be in. That that seems to be your at that time your only solution, right? Oh so yeah. Thank God that you you know were found and helped and and also then that decision to go get over ourselves. You know here you are. You know your your biggest concern is not that you might die or do something <laughs> rash. It's like oh my gosh, what if I lost my medical license or what if someone thought that was imp- inappropriate that a doctor was seeing a, a, a psychologist, psychiatrist, or a psychologist? It's crazy, right? The way we then. Um, make decisions on our own rationale which are not logical you know that's right they're 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 biased by these society views on what we think people will think rather than our own health and um so i i just so love and respect your passion for health and wellness and helping people get through those times because everyone will have them and if your family like mine my family's littered with mental health issues <laughs> you know and so sometimes it's just in the genes right so and some people will need to be on medication for a very long time because of their genetic disposition you know so sometimes we you know whether you know particularly endogenous versus in exogenous depression you know um, there's no judgment on that we've got to do what gets us into balance right so i That's bet right. you spend most of your time going what you're actually trying to help people find their balance and their right biochemistry for them and fixing that or helping them to get that right mm-hmm. rather than the pro- the problem or the results of that problem it changes your whole perspective, doesn't it? You know. Yes, it totally does. And the key is you also, not only do you have to help that person, but you've also got to help the family yes. because, you know, because the families, they're all involved and the families can be very messy. Oh, so, messy. <laughs> so many opinions, so, so much diversity. <laughs> oh, but if you don't get the family right, then the patient, the, the person's going to feel terrible that, you know, all this work is being on me. Well, what about the rest of the family? And then the family is going to take it out on the person like, come on, just snap out of it. Cause you know what the mentality is here in Australia and New Zealand. Yeah. <laughs> come, come on, mate, come on. snap out of it. Get your act together. Stop whinging. <laughs> Stop whinging or, or you'll be right, mate. Oh, I'm no. like, We're hardcore, aren't we? We're just like, oh, oh wow. wow. Compared to other parts of the world, yeah, we are not princesses here. We're just soldier on. <laughs> <laughs> soldier on to the death sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. And look, I am so grateful that I, I mean, during the time, I really wish I wouldn't have gone through it. But now that I'm over on the other side, yeah. I'm glad. I'm so grateful that happened to me because I so get it. I yeah. so get it. I did not get it when I was a medical doctor. 
Isn't that incredible? Isn't that incredible? Just, That's right. Yeah. I just thought when people would come into me saying, Isabel, I need something to sleep. I'd be like, well, we're trained in medical school. You don't want to give too many sleepers because they're going to get addicted. But yeah. did I ever think that I should learn about how to help people sleep? No, because yeah. it wasn't happening to me. But once I learned, wow. Yeah we got to teach people how to sleep because people don't know how to sleep because there's a war on, on our sleep. The world is set up so that we're constantly going, 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 going. So anyway, I'm just glad it happened and it's over. And, and now I get to do the fun part, which is to help people, which is all I be, why I wanted to become a doctor is just help. people. Yeah. You've gone from your moment of powerlessness to being powerful, right? You're empowering other people because of that random experience. And I know you've, you've watched my life journey video as well. And, and sometimes you go, when you're in it, you're like, what? You know, can, I can't cope with one more thing. This is just crazy. Get me out of here. Get me out of here. You know, oh my gosh, talk about, you know, when people at that stage go, just focus on your dream. You're like going, I don't even dare to dream. Like I'd really just like to wake up tomorrow and it's a little bit easier. Uh, and so when you been through those wells as I've called it you call it you don't dwell in the well you then go as soon as you're on the other side which can take some time you know if that's right if that's just fueled your fire you know that's just added to your vibrancy and your capacity to just be a blessing that's why when you arrive at work mm. people go it's Dr Isabel <laughs> imagine walking into a doctor's practice and go I'm so lucky to be here and get this doctor you know? so that is just such an amazing testimony uh, to you and uh, I tell you what sleep is a whole other area we should do another episode on that because I tell you what I'm 53 now and just um, hitting I'm in perimenopause and whoa sleep when you suddenly just wake up on off on off all night long with sweats and go then you suddenly wake up freezing because you've kicked everything off and then back forth back forth it drives you crazy suddenly you know you can be you know at the moment like I'm reasonably sane <laughs> but it just take it just you know, it just gets gets so um, impactful on your day when you're just tired and, you, you you know, you have those moments. The night is very long at the moment. So, uh, well, if I may, if I may <laughs> yeah. make a recommendation to see if you, you know, approve of this. Um, I that was me at 53. I was perimenopausal and everybody just said, this is what you need. You need an antidepressant because you're just anxious. Well, let me just tell you what I, let me share with you what I have learned. <laughs> Our hormones, progesterone in women starts decreasing 10 years before perimenopause. Mm -hmm. I mean, 10 years before menopause. Yeah. So menopause is when we stop having our period. So, so let's say you stop having, you know, let's say you go through menopause, which officially is no menstruation for one year. Let's say you, you go through men, you go through menopause at 60. Well, then those 10 years, you've got low progesterone. Progesterone helps us calm down. Progesterone <laughs> helps us sleep. So you, nobody talked to me about that. I had to learn that from functional medicine. So on, for a lot of my patients, I always recommend bioidentical progesterone. And that's, you can get that in Australia and New Zealand from Not a comp down, ladies. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> bioidentical bio progesterone. Yeah. Now in New Zealand, it's neutrogestin, neutrogestin, and you can get that from your GP 
or you can find a, junk, a functional medicine doctor, or you can see me online. I'll take care of you, girl. Oh, <laughs> tele- telemedic- this is my first telemedicine consult during the podcast. <laughs> but I'm it's not all I do. sharing, so hey, you know, and this is about it, though. We're being real as women, right? It's not as if, not, if you're not the only woman just lying there going, oh, my gosh, I haven't slept for days. You know, I'm sweating everywhere. It's just crazy. I did. I went to the doctor, the GP, that my one wasn't there, and, and they said, oh, I can just take it all away by giving you a tablet or something. And I'm like going, oh, that just sounds too easy from the women of the world. And I, so I'm, I'm, I'm at the point, I think I'll have to book in for a sesh with you, Dr. Isabel, because there's got to be a lot more to it than that. Yes, and, and, and that's all I do is telemedicine. You know, I don't, I don't have a practice, but anyway, I don't want you to go through what I went through. And that's how it started. The night sweat and the progesterone can help you with that. And you only need maybe a hundred to 200 milligrams per night. So, but make sure that if you do see a GP and you ask for progesterone, you don't get Provera because Provera is the synthetic progesterone. And that's the one that can cause breast cancer and, and blood clots and stuff and heart attacks. And so the bioidentical, any hormones that are created, like our bodies created, then it's very less risk according to the research. Okay. Oh, there you go. All right. That's just gold to me. You can see how obsessed I am. We're trying to get some more, more sleep and less, less, uh, more balance, you know, cause it's, yeah, it's just crazy. And so that's it. That's what this conversation's about. Some of it is that life changes, doesn't it? And, and the school of hard knocks is that random things happen to really good people. You know, suddenly, you know, we have a global pandemic, we have relationship issues, we have family who are supposed to be your best support can then suddenly come um, not be, <laughs> um, we have, you know, just illness um, or accidents that just impact us. You know, life is full of those ebbs it's and flows. Like right and so you know it's you're not alone it's normal to go I don't have these these skills and that's why you know it'll trigger these times of anxiety and sometimes depression and so I think we do need to have these conversations you know we need to actually go you know this is understandable because you haven't been here before and too much suddenly of anything is is overwhelming right you know that's it if you got it in little micro date doses you kind of be all right whereas Mm -hmm world doesn't happen that way it's just like stacks on I'll call it that's an Aussie saying for those stacks <laughs> on I love that stacks on mate <laughs> it's a stacks on situation so for those American ladies that's kind of like a gridiron scrum and everyone just packs on you know and I feel uh, like wait, you sometimes. need to explain what gridiron is gridiron <laughs> is football in America <laughs> football yeah so football when you're you're there and you think you've dived on your ball and you're like I'm going well I've got this and then everybody else just dives on top of you and then you're lying there going I can't breathe I hurt I'm overwhelmed give me a break why are you all on me you know that kind of scenario is just like oh that and that happens to us all the time you know it did to me when I had my two sets of twins I had four kids in two years you know and I was only 25 years old going wow, that's just such a lot of responsibility and so many babies. And, you know, it's overwhelming, right? Like stuff that you cannot write a script for happens in a lot of people's lives, you know, just suddenly, wow. You are a champion in my book. (laughs) I could barely do two kids in 22 months. I'm like, how do people do this? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I know it's, it's crazy. That's why I laugh so much because you had to laugh and otherwise you'd cry. (laughs) 
I worked. Have you seen that movie Patch Adams? The the uh, Pat with well, yeah. I worked. I worked with the real Patch Adams in 1999. Oh. He uh, was doing. Um, be, I'm going to circle back on humor because laughter is very, that's why I'm talking about this. Okay. You're like, why is she talking about this? Well, in 1999, I went to the American holistic conference and patch Adams was there, the real patch Adams. And he's still alive. Yeah. And he was going to, he had a plane where he was going to go to uh, Macedonia so that we could go over, you know, when Slobodan Milosevic was doing all the ethnic cleansing and killing all the men and stuff. And all these women were in refugee camps. So we would go, oh, so anyway, he said, who wants to go and be a clown doctor in uh, Eastern uh, Europe? And I'm like, I do. <laughs> My mom's like, how dare you do that? You've got two children to raise, you know? And I'm like, oh, mom, come on. But anyway, we went over and we went as clowns and I had never clowned before in my life. But you know what? We didn't speak the language, but we learned how to smile. Smiling is a universal language. So is, la so is laughter. And laughter helps relieve stress. Mm -hmm. So I love that, that, that you are into laughing because it does relieve a lot of stress. <laughs> yes, well, I do laugh a lot. I, in fact, all day, all day long, and I'm known for it. But you know, that's right. It's just, it certainly keeps me very chilled. And, and even things that are crazy, you know, even, you know, like that, you actually can look at the funny side of it, you know, and sometimes it doesn't mean that it's not, <laughs> not real. It doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt. It just right. kind of like going, oh, my gosh, you know, you can still approach it with a, this one's a doozy or this one is, that's another word, doozy. Uh, this one's going to be a real challenge. Um, how am I going to pull a rabbit out of the hat here? You know, but, you know, step by step, we can. It depends on, once again, what, like you were talking at the beginning on how you frame your mind, right? How you frame that. It's either going to, I'm either going to approach it from a positive or a negative perspective, even though right. the journey is challenging, not pop right. psychology that, oh, you just smile and laugh and you'll be all fine. No. Often, most of the time, no, you know, and I interview a lot of successful women from around the globe and, I, I'm yet to meet an overnight success story. You know, everyone I interview has had challenges and, and moments that they go, oh, my gosh, like life-threatening like you or, or real times of I totally lost it for five years or ten years and then I, then I got my mojo back and then I then decided to turn it into my superpower or things like that. It's amazing that you, it's the commitment and the drive and the mindset uh, towards what you can do as opposed to, what you can't do, you know? Yes. And I, about the laughing when, when stuff, when life hits you, if it's too much, then you can cry too. Crying is a great way to detoxify. I am a crybaby. My mom calls me her Llorona. That's in Spanish. That's her crybaby. Because when it's too much for me, I just start crying. Or if I'm so happy, I will start crying. So crying and laughing do the same thing. That it it's the same energy out, doesn't it? My yeah. daughter, one of my daughters had a big cry yesterday. And then she, she came out about an hour later and goes, I think we're much better though. <laughs> kind of like yeah right that's it. exactly oh, it. yeah yeah you just gotta yeah. i think we spend too much time bottling things up this pretense of oh i can't show you know what would someone think or i'm supposed to have it all together i get told that a lot from my coaching clients but i'm supposed to have it all together i go well who said that who said yeah. you're supposed to have it all together in fact that would be really wrong because if you're pushing your goals and growing at a level that i imagine your potential is you should you should always be at a stage of you know that yeah i love that fine balance between i'm super excited and then i feel sick in my stomach at the same time it's kind of like you know that's yeah. that's gut health right <laughs> <laughs> 
but um yeah it's it's crazy it's crazy that we hold in too much and I think a lot of that you must see that as a doctor that so much of that pent up mm. energy has to turn inward right do you do to, you to, to self and people self-sabotage themselves they overeat they overspend they gamble they get involved in pornography adultery they just self-sabotage their lives because they're so stressed out mm. Yeah. What can we do about that? Like what, what's, what's, the, what's the magic bullet then if, you know, if we've got a world now where we are so rich and we have so much, even in the current context, if you look at our lifestyles, to then go we have so much anxiety and depression. Like what, what is happening there? Why are we so stressed? Is it just that we actually try and pack in too much? Like what's causing that? Do you really want to hear my answer? Of course I do. That's why you're here. You're my <laughs> you're my words of wisdom I'm waiting on your answer well the number one at the top of the list is nutrition Mm. nutrition not busyness no nutrition people are eating terribly and their blood sugars are going up and down and up and down and up and down and eating sugar and processed food this is a war against people's health their body health and their brain health. And the food companies do not care that people are addicted to sugar, that people are addicted to junk food. Uh, They don't care. And so, you know, they've got scientists um, that figure out how many, how many crunches you need for a potato chip to make your finger go back in and get another potato chip. They're scientists for the crunch. I mean, this is scientifically exact, you know, and so nutrition is number one. And so I always encourage people to, before they put anything in their mouth, just ask, is this going to heal me or is this going to hurt me? Mm. And if it's going to hurt you, don't do it because it will affect your brain and your brain needs good food. Bottom line. So I, my husband, who's a nutritional chef, he teaches, he was trained by the, um, the uh, European chefs in San Francisco, he's now become a functional nutritional chef, which I'm so grateful for. Because <laughs> <laughs> that way I don't have to do everything. <laughs> so he teaches people how to take back their health, how to take back their mouth, how to take back what they're putting, take back their kitchen. So, and it's so easy. It can be so easy and, and it just takes a decision. To, to fight, to yeah. make a decision. I'm fighting this war. Wow. Incredible language to call it a war, but it is because it's a slippery slope. The, the, the war is against, that's right, natu- the way they design food to be addictive. And it's so, so true. I did a, a massive hike with one of my girlfriends um, in Tasmania a couple of months ago, and we were talking about, you know, the Diet Coke can more than, you, because she's going, oh, I could do with the Diet Coke now. And it was like, you know, oh. that just went, and then it, it was more of the discussion about the, when you when you pull the ring top and it goes, there's seriously psychology about that. That was that's more exciting. That sound and the reaction it has in your body than even drinking the liquid, which was amazing, right? And then also that's it. After we, you know, when we're carrying our 18 kilos on our back through through mud and 
snow and bits and pieces. And by day five or six, it's really interesting, you know, what the language starts talking about foods and hamburgers and other sort of <laughs> stuff, you know, stuff that you'd really love. And so it's it's amazing that, um, yeah, the choices that we make and the addictive um influence they have on us without us even realizing it'd be amazing i've done that with my coaching clients to actually do a food diary and you're surprised by what you eat or mm-hmm. you know how you approach it and where the balance is it's like that's right i think you mentioned it before like control it's like you're choosing you're, you're having a sense of control over your mind and your body as opposed to it just subliminally um controlling you right that's what and that yeah and that subliminal message has been calculated by the food industry and so people think that eating junk food is is a reward oh no way eating junk food is punishment (laughs) eating healthy food is a reward but you've got to change the thinking you know i did my husband did my kids are you know it takes time baby steps but it's got to be a commitment and it's got to start from baby because that's it. You know, even as a mom of five, when my kids were little, that's it. You get your treat is a lolly or going to McDonald's or something like that. It's kind of like it's called the junk has been called the reward. It's called the treat, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think it's still a hard battle to tell your kids that their, their reward is, you know, a beautiful bowl of fresh broccoli. <laughs> No, but, but it could be fresh broccoli with homemade aioli, Yeah, you know, and, and that, you know, and then that makes them start watering their mouth. You know, it's training. Yeah. It's just training. Exactly. Exactly. And not, and spending time, I think an element on this whole area is the, the time that people think they don't have, but it's just refocusing. It's like if you do a review on, you know, just the way you you work or your filing systems or the way you design your house, you know, things take time to design, but then when you have it, it's actually more efficient and more effective and better for you, right? It's just right. So to, for those people who are going, oh, yeah, but I don't have time because the junk is often the convenience, like, you know, like it, particularly us, you know, in Sydney lockdown at the moment, it's just so easy to get Uber Eats or, or something delivered to your door which is going to be loaded with extra sugars and bits and pieces because you think um you know it is convenient and helpful to you whereas look at us at the moment we've got more time than we've ever had i was just gonna make that point i I was like what are you talking about our argument has always been that you're you don't have time so it's kind of like on a friday night let's get Mm. takeaway whereas now here we are in lockdown and you've got so much time but you still then go you fill it up with other things and you still go it's still convenient so shows that addictive it's kind of like once you get lazy which i think that we are at the moment we're lazier you're then more likely to. you said it yeah yeah, really true because I've proven it. I'm like going, oh my gosh, we've had takeaway so many times, which is so bizarre because here I am, this healthy lifestyle. So I'm being really honest to you, ladies. Yeah. Uh, but it's kind of like going, yeah, we're, we're, we are lazier because we're now, you know, we've lost our routines and, and therefore we're going for the convenience. So it actually is a really great time now, which is why we're going to um, finish up soon there on now is the time. Right. So if we've developed these bad habits, you know, and we are then now consciously aware of, of, you know, what changes need to be made, you know, how do we do it? You, you know, you're our online doctor here today, Dr. Isabel. So how do we, you know, approach the week ahead? What sort of key things would you say? Okay. I would start here. Okay. Um, well, first number one is your why. Mm. 
why the heck am I going to change my life? You know, why do I want to get better and healthier? Because if you don't have your why, then you'll just keep, you know, you'll just keep going back. Yeah. Just go back onto the old, old track. So have your why. Number two is just make a decision to stay away from processed food and no sugar. Look, there's four things off the top of my list that I would say, stay away from anything that causes inflammation and inflammation is fire. Whenever you hear the word fire, whenever you hear the word inflammation, think fire. Whenever you hear inflammation, there's fire, your body will send out water. Look at the people out there. They're all inflamed. They're all swollen up. Look at people's faces. They're all inflamed. So the four foods that I would recommend to stay far away from is processed food, any vegetable oils, anything that's got a vegetable oil on it, read the label, no vegetable oils. Stay away from MSG. MSG and red dye number five causes your brain to get on fire. What happens when our brain's on fire? We get anxious, we get aggressive, we can't think clearly. Come on, take (laughs) care of yourself. You know, you're a big girl and a big boy now. Mm, And then do the best you can to get a good night's sleep. Yeah, yeah. And then focus on sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's not that much. It's, you know, after two weeks of doing it, it becomes easy. It's just recreating a new habit. Yeah, exactly. Which scientifically we're going to take you about after you've been doing something for 21 days, whatever you, then you're off and away, right? It's just the discipline. It's the, it's the changing something and keeping yourself accountable. And I think that's the biggest thing with all habit changing, which is hard. You know, that's why people have all these resolutions and they last, you know, a couple of weeks and then they fall off the wet radar all the time, you know, because that is our natural default to come back to why we did what we did before, because our body's very comfortable there. It's comfortably uncomfortable. <laughs> right. But um, but when Un- you- until you make a new comfortable. Yes. And then that train track is deeper and then that becomes more comfortable because that's where you're the deepest in your brain. Oh, this is the right way. Because I'll tell you, once you start living like this, when you go back and eat crap and you sleep bad and you think bad, you're like, ah, this feels terrible. And you go back to, no, I'm back into my safe healthy place exactly exactly because we normalize don't we when we're in that comfortably uncomfortable sort of situation that's you know spend people can spend decades there going oh no i'm fine with it i'm fine with these 20 extra kilos it makes me who i am this or that whatever and then when they you know when you're in this next phase and you've conquered and we all have these moments of just you know pick one thing conquer 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 baby steps yeah that's it you look back and go oh my gosh i would never go back there you know because the benefits you know is it, it is all about your why it's actually going well why I'm like that with exercise you know I need a goal if I've got a goal the why is because I want to be able to go with my girlfriends and climb a mountain and do these great things and have this connection it's all about the whole picture then that then makes me commit to the the trekking and the you know the sit-ups or the the squats or the this or the that not because I wake up every day going oh I'm not like Dr Isabel I don't just go oh, I'm going to do 100 squats a day because that's what I do <laughs> Hey, hey, let me clarify something. I, I, I don't love it. I don't love it, but I got my why. And my why is I'm going to reach 100 years plus healthy and happy and joyful, not demented. I'm not living in a rest home. I got my why in front of me. Do you think I like doing squats? I do not like doing squats. Okay. It's painful. 
but I know my why. And if you don't have your why, forget it. Yeah, forget it. Totally forget, forget it. it. You don't know why you're doing anything, anything. Pick a topic, anything. You don't have a clarity because, you know, that clarity makes it, you get simplicity and focus, I think, once you've got that clarity. So if you don't have that clarity, you'll then just, yeah, you'll slide back into your default, which is always going to be lazy, which is what I've shared. It's always going to be lazy, convenient, but not helping you be your best self always at someone else's benefit or your own detriment right or usually a combination of both I think and you know sometimes it's okay to be lazy give yourself 36 hours a week to be lazy and do nothing you know we do we white space 36 hours a week to like not do social media not do emails not do any of this stuff that we're doing here, just yeah. to be just not lazy, but just self-care because self-care is not selfish. It's actually. Oh, it's necessary. Being, necessary. Oh, yeah. 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 Wow. You are such a joy. Oh my gosh. I've loved this entire interview and I can't believe how the time has nearly gone. We're already, what have been chatting for 55 minutes already. Um, wow. How do people find you, Dr. Isabel? How do they reach out and connect with you? Will there be show notes in this? Yes. Okay, good. Well, I've got, um, I've created a Bossy Brain Solution private Facebook group to help women um, overcome anxiety and depression. So that's a, that's a nice place. And then just coming over to uh, dronamission.com and you'll get a lot of freebies and get to feel who we are, my husband and I, and our mission. And then we've got the MD and Chef Team podcast. Awesome. <laughs> Awesome. Oh, excellent. So I will put that in my, on my podcast platform. I'll put all of your links. Everybody, if you're wanting to just have a consult with Dr. Isabel and get yourself recentered, refocusing on what's most important to make you live your best life, be healthy and well, and be able to then equip, equip yourself, you know, with your mind, body, and soul to be able to reach those next levels. Uh, yeah, reach out to Dr. Isabel and, uh, you know, start fresh today. It is never too late to start making those baby steps and also some sometimes giant leaps, which are also super exciting. Shake it up, shake it up. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for what you have shared with us today. I'm going to definitely bring you back and we'll have to have a whole session on menopause another time. <laughs> and maybe dementia as well, because I know you've got oh, yeah. specialty areas. So uh, amazing, amazing. We can talk for hours. So thank you for thank you, Annie. the program today. Thank you. You're lovely. I just, I just love your energy and I love what you're doing. And I just encourage you to remain unstoppable too. I will. I will. We'll keep each other accountable for that, for sure. Okay. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Memoirs of Successful Women. You can find me at anniegibbons.com where you can download my free resources, get connected on social and check out my online magic transformation program. If you love this show, feel free to subscribe to future episodes And of course, share it with your friends. I'll see you again soon. And until then, happy podcasting.